From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I am Joey Lovato. Hey, Joey. Hey, what's going on? Not much. How are you today? I am doing well. I don't know what episode this is, but uh, yeah. what number it is. Well, whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Once we post it. I think the important, the important point here is to say that I believe we ended our last episode with me recommending the movie Network to you. Yes, we, you did recommend it. Did, and Have you watched the movie? I did. I watched it last night, and I've been thinking about it all morning. Good. That's kind of the point. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good movie. I'll say that. So uh, there's no, there's not going to be any they live controversy here. I don't think. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm hoping I'll find some spot that I can split hairs with you. But uh, <laughs> you know, it makes for playful banter. Hashtag Team Joey. That's uh, hashtag Team Ben. <laughs> um, no, Network was a good movie. Although I will say, uh, it's it's not like easily digestible because it's just like a bunch of monologues. That's basically what this movie is. Okay, that's that's kind of indicative, though, of the 1970s when it was made. I feel like there was a little bit more people had patience for for longer dialogue. Yeah, and I I didn't I never felt like I was getting bored or anything. Uh, I'm just like letting people know that basically it is like every scene is just like one person making this big point, and it's like so many points are made in this movie, and they're all great. It's an argument. It's just like a de- big debate. Yeah. Right? Well, and here's the funny thing is so the whole the whole movie is kind of like uh, the studios like screw the big the man like these big studios in a way. I mean, it's it's showing you the evils of the big studios. The network. The network. Yeah, it's showing you the evils. Of, but uh, and I, I should have looked this up before we started. But I'm assuming this movie was made by a big studio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I don't know which film I mean, production I could, company. I could look it up while we're talking about it, but it's it it, it it's just. We can, I mean, it's ironic in 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 that sense. I yeah, think. yeah, uh, to a certain degree. I also think that's um, part of its its genius. Yeah, to a certain degree, that it is self conscious of the fact of how this is how the business works. Yeah. So maybe maybe we should also start just by giving a general overview for people that have not seen this movie. Yeah, so it's. I, it's hard to give an overview of this movie, I will say that. It is, but I guess I'll give some some basic information about yeah. it. Yeah, go for I it. I recommended the movie. So this is a 1976 film um, uh, that was that I believe was nominated for Best Picture as well. Uh, and I do, do believe that it did win some Academy Awards, including Best Supporting Actor for, was it Peter Finch? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So Peter Finch. And Peter Finch became... Um, one of the only people to win an Academy Award uh, posthumously. So he had died uh, after the film was released, but before the awards ceremony. He was the only person to have won that uh, an award posthumously until Heath Ledger also uh, won his award. Yeah. Um, but anyways... The, the, this movie was made by MGM. So that is, okay. that is yeah. like funny to me. Yeah. No, it makes... I mean, you know, films have to be made by studios. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's not like... Well, they don't it, have it's to be. Making a, it, yeah, there, there could be any movies. Yeah, but, that's right. Um, it's trying to make this point that the studios are evil, um, or the big the big networks are evil, <laughs> while being made by a big studio network. Um, but yeah, it, it's about a a, a a news anchor who is kind of past his prime, and one day, like this is early on in the movie, he he he's just like, I'm going to commit suicide on the next episode, and everyone's like, Well, cut cut the cut the tape and everything. <laughs> Did he just say that? Like, well, yeah, what, yeah. What, 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 we can't run that. Yeah, you can't. But it was already it was live TV, um, and so they it, it continues on, and then like he apologizes, and he kind of becomes he goes insane. He literally goes crazy, 
Um, and the, the, the network uses him as like this prophet because he just goes like every episode, he just goes like completely bonkers and like says these these crazy like parabolic like the world is ending like people you need to listen and then the big um the big like thing from this movie is uh it is what it's i'm mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore i'm not gonna take it anymore (laughs) yep and so i think it's got a lot going on there's certainly a lot going on uh and so that's what the network does is they they choose to um profit off of Howard Beals. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the, the character's, character's name. name. Howard Beals' kind of mental deterioration. Yeah. And well, and it's, it, it makes so many points. This movie makes so, so many points. Because, in effect, now keep in mind, this movie came out in 1976. So, what they effectively do is turn Howard Beale into a reality show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, they do. Like, that's, and this is before reality television. Yeah. And it's also pre internet and everything. And so. in fact, one of the, the, the great kind of, prescient lessons from the film is like this is the way that a mass mediated culture is heading yeah you know well and it's, it's funny too because in the movie they're like uh we're the number one television company in, uh, out of 12 television companies and now like and like that's supposed to be like crazy but there, now it's like five that there's only 12 yeah there's only 12 of them but now there's like there's like five now i'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating i'm sure but no, like, you're there's, not. There's like the, I mean, the big five. <laughs> it's true. You're right. The big five are like the big five media companies, and so, um, it, it it's it's pretty crazy. I feel like this movie is ahead of its time, just in thinking. Like it didn't feel like it was dated at all when I watched it, other than like visually, I guess. But I mean, just everyone's hair was like looks like the Beatles, but <laughs> and people and people are smoking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but but um, <laughs> probably still smoke on the airlines back then. I would imagine. I think too. I think they definitely. Did, yeah, but um. The movie doesn't feel the points it's making are still relevant today, even though it's pre-internet and it's pre, uh, like the big five and it's pre-reality TV. It still makes this really interesting point, which is that I think that part of it too is that he he's saying he's like I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore, and then the audience just repeats it and he's like turn off your TVs and like don't listen to me and then like everyone's like okay yeah and then everyone's like just repeating him like like sheeple you know wake yeah. up. Yeah, because everybody's glued to the TV set, and no right? one, no one understands the point he's trying to make. They're just like, "Oh, this is interesting," because this guy's just screaming. Look at this crazy guy on TV. He's doing this, and wait, people are starting to yell this out their windows, and so everybody starts to mimic this behavior by going to their windows and yelling out as well. It's like, yeah, but you're not you're not thinking for yourself, and that's I think the, the point he's trying to make is you're not thinking for yourself. But in making that point, no one is thinking for themselves. Exactly. It's the catch twenty two. No, and it's it's great. In fact. So the other the other kind of broader contextual stuff is that this is in the 1970s, 19, mid-1970s, when things were not going that well economically for the U.S., right? It starts yeah. to get to this point where there's— And they do, the, they do bring up, uh, like, an economic crisis. Exactly. People are out of work. Um, stagflation, which is uh, sort of the big mark of this moment in, in economic history of the U.S. Um, and so— People are out of work. They're kind of disillusioned. And yeah, so the, the great thing is that Patty Chayefsky, the screenwriter for this, this film, takes that context and then just carries through, um, you know, a, the foundations of a commercial media system to its logical conclusions. He's like, this is where it's going to head. We're yeah. going to start exploiting yeah. people's um, uh, sickness, their weakness or whatever. Um, and yet that's going to be seen as authentic. And it's going to become a form of entertainment. Well, and that's the whole thing is they're like, look, he's the only authentic one like there is. Uh, and that's why people are watching him. But again, that's 
disingenuous and making it not authentic in doing so. <laughs> you might even say Howard Beale's the only one who's telling it like it is. <laughs> oh. Right? Because, be, be, I mean, you'll hear that even today, right? Yeah. That, like, everybody's lying, or at least I, I can trust he, you know, that that person means what he says. Yeah. Or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I connect with that person. You know, this was, the, this was also the line through... Um, you know, the George W. Bush years, they're like, oh, he's relatable, yeah. you know? And like, even now with Trump, you'll see people like, he's relatable. Like, yeah. Like, I, oh, or he speaks his mind. Or right? yeah, he speaks his mind. Or I like him because he doesn't, he's not like uh, scripted or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, that just kind of reinforces this idea of not necessarily thinking for yourself. Right. And and, and what's really funny too, or I mean, part of the comedy in network is that Howard Beale is, is saying these things that are seemingly crazy and yet- they are totally reasonable. Oh, yeah. They're totally... Right? Everything he says is like, yeah, totally reasonable. And another thing that happens in the movie is like... So this UBS was the, t the television station in the movie. And that gets bought by like this big company called like CCV or something. Yeah. But then like later on in the movie, CCV is getting bought by like, you know, like BSG or whatever. And then that's getting bought by... Like at the end, it's like the Arabs are buying us. And they're like, well, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're, they're basically... Everything is just becoming one company. And there's even um, one of a million monologues in this movie is one of them is about like everything is going to become one company and you will just be subservient to this entity and there's nothing you can do about it. There will be no boredom. There will be no sadness. There will be no hunger because everyone will be watching television and subservient to like what we are. Brilliant. And it's, uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> so what did, so what did you think about that message, Joey? Do you think this is uh, reasonable? Did you, or do you reject this sort of no, message? I totally, I'm, I'm all about this. I love, I loved everything about this movie in terms of like its messaging. I, like I said, I think it's not an easy movie to watch if you want like if you're like hey babe let's like sit down and watch a movie on saturday night and relax don't don't watch network <laughs> but it, so what you're saying is if you want like a think piece yeah if you a, want a think movie about something. a movie you can actually like say hey babe let's watch this movie then go get some pie and coffee and talk about it and think of pie <laughs> A pie and coffee? You don't get pie and coffee? I think that's a Midwest thing that we don't have. Pie and coffee? No? Nobody goes get, gets pie and coffee anymore? No, I don't think so. Actually, that's in a Jim Jarmusch film as well. Like, go okay. get some pie and coffee. Talk about <laughs> it. I think it's a Jarmusch film. Coffee and cigarettes, maybe? Okay, yeah. Something right. like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Tangent. Yep. Um, I think that, though, I've like I said, I've been thinking about this movie a lot since I watched it last night. I kind of wish I watched it earlier so that I had more time to digest it, but there's so many messages that this movie is trying to convey and it conveys them all effectively and i would say its biggest weakness is that it's trying to convey so many messages and it does them all well that no one message has more power than any other one and they feel muddled but why isn't that refreshing it is no it's rather, it, it is. rather than it just being like spoon-fed one sort of obvious uh you know storyline you get this oh, impression it's, it's of very it's a complicated movie you have to pay attention it it gets into the details of how a network runs there are a lot of people there are tv producers there are network executives there are the financial people there are the people on the television there are like people that have been fired but are still watching it there are the news directors there are the creative people i mean there's a billion characters in this movie they're all interesting they all have amazing monologues they're all yelling the entire time which can be a bit much sometimes Oh my gosh, you're just reminding me of this awesome scene where, so uh, if I remember correctly, Howard Beale goes off on his rant and it gets ratings. Like people, there's all these ratings that start getting there. So what they start doing is getting other shows that are similar in format. Yes. Does this sound familiar, anyone? How many CSIs are there, right? <laughs> okay, so, and, and but one of them, they give it to like the 
communist party, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the, and, well, and, and I mean, okay, so spoilers here. Yeah. At the end of the movie, they convinced the Communist Party to murder Howard Beale, and that's how the movie ends. Is like because his ratings were going down, and so the communists murdered this this guy with bad ratings, and that's that's how the movie ends. But there's this hilarious scene, if I remember correctly, where the communists are in their basement, this kind of like seedy basement, yeah, yeah. negotiating like rights deals with yep, the network. Yep. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's super funny because it, like he's like he, like like they're all arguing, and then like one of the communist guys like pulls out a gun and like fires it in the air, and he's like, all right. Let's talk about syndication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, I want to get you know X amount of percent, and you're trying to take it from me. They're like, so it's just this great. It's, um, it is really good. You know, kind of absurd argument between corporate executives <laughs> and the members, like the core members of the communist uh, party in party. the '70s, who were seen as the devil. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but they're, and they're working with them, right? To like, and the reason that they're doing that is because it's controversial and it will get them good ratings, and that's really interesting too to talk about, like. The only reason, like, networks do anything is to get good ratings so that they make more money because they can charge more for advertising. These are the commercial foundations of our media system. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you and me are both up here on a soapbox, <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to well, get down anytime li- soon. <laughs> well, dear listeners, prove us wrong. No, yeah, it's everything <laughs> that you're watching, it feels like the only reason, the only reason you're watching these things is so that someone can make money. It's not to entertain you. That's for them, right? But there are some people who would say, like, no, I literally get, like, legit, um, uh, you know, information or whatever from my news sources. Yeah. I get, I feel good when I watch, you know, whatever, like The Bachelor. I yeah. learn something about love or whatever. <laughs> oh, if you, learn Probably not, if you learn something about love from The Bachelor, <laughs> reevaluate your life right now. <laughs> hey. Uh, well, okay, we can talk about The Bachelor later in, in like reality TV, but I've had several uh, people actually ask me if we could do an episode on The Bachelor because you bring it up in class so often. I do. I, I just love to talk about The Bachelor because I think it's it's a hilarious show. We'll, we'll talk about it in a little. All bit. right. Well, we can talk about <laughs> it a little bit. Um, but I guess my my point is, people will still say like, no, I don't care what um, you know NBC is making from me watching the Olympics. I'm legitimately interested in seeing you know, gold medal runs or like I'm a hockey fan. So I'm going to watch, uh, you know, the U S women beat Canada in the shootout. Yeah. No. And like, I think that's cool too. And it's cool to have like a team like the U S to, to, to root for, but also why are you rooting for them? Because they're your country, right? Because America, because America. But like, why does that a reason to vote to like not vote, but to root for your country? Like, is, is there, isn't there a better reason than just because I'm from there? This is this is a broader idea that probably doesn't I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm starting to question your patriotism, Joey. <laughs> but uh, you know, other than that, I think that um, uh, you know, people will do that. But I think that we have to separate out like people's subjective kind of interpretations of whatever they get out of a media artifact versus the kind of concrete material realities of like money and finance that are actually going on on the other side right yeah, yeah and if you start to if you can separate those out you can still critique the kind of commercial foundations of the press system or the media system while at the same time appreciating or enjoying a film yeah right? I at think the that's same fair. time i think you're you're right I, I think i was being a little bit too harsh on like <laughs> you're only consuming things so someone else can make money um <laughs> Which well, is that, that, true. It, which is true. But also, like, the people making it aren't the ones that are, like, making the money necessarily or putting up the money to make it. They're, they're, a lot of times creators are making it to make a point or to make some sort of artistic piece. A lot of times. I'm not saying all the times. Uh, I'm looking at you, Michael Bay. 
yeah. <laughs> if they're allowed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which, if they are allowed, they, which, yeah. which is one of the interesting uh, kind of dynamics is that sometimes you know you'll get a film that focuses in on it's some sort of really critical television show, or you'll get, for example, you'll get um, you know The Simpsons making fun of Fox, the yeah, networks yeah. that it airs on, right? Yeah. So like, why would Fox allow that it's to real, happen? Real meta, right? Because it actually gets people. It gets ratings. It gets ratings, right? And that's all that matters, right? And people will glorify the Simpsons. And now, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against the Simpsons. I don't think I'd have to think like, about I that. Like the but, but the Simpsons is a solid show, um, and an important show, I would say. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so those programs can get away with with critiquing their their corporate overlords because it's still making money, right? People yeah. still watch the Simpsons. Yeah. And I think that like what this movie gets at is kind of a broader idea of it. It is it, it is pre. I mean, like I said, this movie gets at so many things, and it's so hard to narrow it down to just one thing. But I, I think that a really in, interesting topic to discuss about it is that like it's pre-reality television, but now we have reality television, and they're we're networks are making a crap ton of money off of us watching the Kardashians get lip injections or name their baby, you know. Southwest, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the Kardashians are as well. Also making a lot of money, lots of money. yeah. Um, and I think that what it's interesting about that is, uh, is that network kind of saw it before it was a thing. So, and here's there's another episode I think, or another uh, scene in the movie that we were just talking about maybe before we started recording, but uh, it's the scene where Howard Beale finally gets called into the network executive's office yeah. or something, yeah. And, you know, he's trying to argue, that is, Howard Beale's trying to argue that what he's doing is, like, telling the truth. And, mm, and he doesn't that's... really have any argument because at this point in the movie, he has gone completely insane. He's pretty much a vegetable who, like, will, like, preach really interesting things sometimes. <laughs> is that true? No, I don't that know. Is, that is true. I, he, doesn't, he does not make an argument. I remember himself. him being sort of mesmerized during that the encounter, but I don't remember him being... He was, being me- he was mesmerized by the corporate executive. Right, and the way it's shot is kind of cool too. It's There's like this really long, long table, te- yeah. And the corporate executives like completely like like you can't see him at all. He's shrouded in shadow. Yeah, and like the lights are out pretty oh, much. Oh, that's a great scene. And so he's yelling at him, and he's telling him like, "There's not, there's no countries." There's no individual. It's only corporations. It's only AT and T and MCI. I M- think he says like MCI. MCI. And like yeah. Some these other tele- telecom yeah. companies. Yeah. Yeah. ITT. ITT. Yep. <laughs> but um, he's like, that's what runs the world. Money is the only thing that runs the world. And he goes, and nothing else matters. And he like he says it, and as he's saying it, Howard Beale is kind of the 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 prophet of the movie. He's kind of staring up at this shadowy figure, screaming at him. And all of a sudden, he just goes, "I have seen God." That's right. Yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah. like, and then that's kind of the 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 crux. That that's the that's the turning point in the movie where Howard Beale. The next episode, he's like, "There are no individuals anymore, and everyone needs to accept it." And uh, then, like the rating, his ratings start going down because people don't want to hear that. And then the Communist Party shoots him. So good, <laughs> right? Because then at the moment when he finally just tells people, like you, you know, you are not an individual. Like you're being brainwashed by mediated messages right yeah, yeah. people that just want to manipulate your mind and then he has to be killed yeah because you can't that's that's what you can't say on television there's a crazy there's a crazy scene in this movie where like all of the executives are sitting around a table and they're like well uh we, let's we, take a vote uh, right. who wants to kill him and that's everyone's right. like yeah all right let's kill him it just and seems like, like the how easiest should we way? kill him and they're like oh let's think about this and they just like discuss it really casually and it's really upsetting and disturbing oh my gosh I have to go watch this again. <laughs> it's it is a fantastic movie. It's, uh, it's been. A I while. know we've said a lot, 
But we're not even scratching the surface of the messages that this movie is trying to make. There are so, so I mean, the Max character we haven't even brought up, and he's like the main character. Oh, William Holden. <laughs> yeah. And he, oh, he's so great. And in we fact, haven't even brought him up. Haven't brought him up, but but in fact, there is because there's a lot of like interpersonal. He's kind of he's kind of, kind of the one that's being stuff. affected by all of this. Like he's like the your, your Joe. I mean, he's not your Joe Schmo, but like he's kind of he is the individual, and everyone else is the people, right? He's he, like the one that's holding on to his humanity. Exactly, and he's doing this, and in fact, he's watching like other relationships like break down around him yeah. right because they're all so obsessed with this kind of fast well, pace and his, his relationships starts breaking down and then he like realizes what he has done and he's like no I can save this and like he's like you can rot in, in your in your like utopian like like just monopolistic society but I'm gonna like live my, the last couple years I have and try to be happy right and I don't wanna like I, I, I really that, that part of the movie is better watched than explained yeah, um, that's true. And, and so I think we'll leave it at that. But let's talk about why this movie is influential today. And like, what's crazy to me is that like I hadn't really heard that much about this movie before. I mean, I knew it was a movie, but other than that, I didn't realize like what an impact this movie should have had like on today's culture. And I feel like this is a movie that everyone has to see. This is what so. Number one, I wholeheartedly agree. But I also think that network was overshadowed because we could also look this up, but. It was nominated for Best Picture, but I'm pretty sure it lost out to either like Rocky or The Godfather. Like it was a major film that, you know, other like I'm sure people have seen. Right. Or more. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. (laughs) Oh, okay, Yeah, sure. Right. Like go up against One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Of course. Right. I mean, that's become. (laughs) That's a one that you're. (laughs) Kind of. But but that was a good run for movie. This was during the kind of the new Hollywood uh, era where they were starting to give different directors, you know, free reign to actually start making, uh, you know, challenging films in certain ways to address, you know, social issues and all the all the rest of it. It was not nominated for Best Picture. It wasn't? No. Oh, maybe it was just Best Screenplay. Maybe by that Betty, was it. But Pat also, Jarsky. that was the year that Jaws came out. Exactly. <laughs> like, look at this. Like, you're up against... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, th- these other Nashville. Mo- I have not... What's Nashville? Uh, that I'm not sure either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have to look. But I mean, look, you're up against this incredible run of, of other movies that are widely regarded as some of the best movies. You know, I'm pretty sure it's on the American Film Institute's list of top 100 best movies ever or whatever. Although Network, I think, is also on that list. Or if it's not, it should be. Yeah. Okay. But okay. So let's, let, I, I keep trying to come back to this point and we keep getting excited. Right, what? What's but, happening? But like, let's talk about television today. And All right. like and what is going on with it and like and again the Kardashians and reality television. Let's talk about The Bachelor, Ben. What do you what do you what do you think about the Bachelor? Do we want to talk about The Bachelor now? I think I think just writ large, sure, you've got reality TV out there and we can bemoan the fact that um, you know, reality TV is popular, but I think there's a reason for it. Um why would you think people are are drawn to reality TV, Joey? Well, okay. So I think that when reality t- television, like first in its infancy, um, w- was when I was like a kid, when I was really young, um, and and you had things like the, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't even remember like Survivor. I, yeah, Survivor, Survivor was stuff, like kind of the, like the flagship. Early, yeah, and and stuff like that. And it's interesting because I can actually bring this back to a conversation we had in the documentary episode hmm. where we talk about um, when we talked about uh, uh, we live in public. Oh yeah, yep. And it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. Where these people, you're watching people and you're like, oh, this is them. Like, this is who they are. And they don't really, like, they're acting normal. This is, this is, but no, they're not. They're on camera. Half of this stuff is scripted. 
Like, it's not real life, but people think it is, or they would at least... I think a lot of people now realize that reality television is scripted and kind of don't care. I agree that they don't care. Which is crazy. But you know what? I think... In, in effect, I've just, you know what, for some reason, this word has become, I mean, I know it's a word, but it's become, it's got so much more currency now among, I, I would say students, because like, you know, I read student papers, they use it all the time, is like relatable, right? Yeah. People use the term relatable all the time. They want- Like it's in, like, it, I think it holds more value than it's worth. They want things to be relatable, right? Do you hear this from people like, you know, that you talk to, they're like, oh, I like it because it's relatable or I, you know, you know, you should be more relatable or yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, oh, I mean, relatable is like such a buzzword. If you use the word relatable, if you're like, that was relatable, like people are just like, oh, so it was good, right? That's hilarious. So actually they're saying like, so, but it's always people, seen it. People just want to relate to things. And if you're, if you're relating to it and you think it's good, that's great. That's okay. wonderful. But it, but people think that the only reason things are good now is because they're relatable. So it's become kind of a catch all to say that like I related, I found some meaning in that thing yeah. and therefore it is good. Yeah. Like, but that's uh. stupid. I think, I, I think that that's dumb. Well, and, and, well, here's where I'm going with this. So I wanted to I wanted to take that quick little detour to say that like, I think when people say things are relatable, I think that's part of the allure of reality TV. Yeah. And I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna like go a different direction in a second, but I, I think, think that people. Can I, hold on, can pe I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think that relatable and comfortable are kind of becoming the same thing now, and people like being comfortable. Ex so this is also going to feed into my my point. The point is people can look at who they perceive to be normal people, right? Uh, if it's under the guise of a reality, you know, kind of structure, reality TV structure, right? They look at that. They look at, um, you know, girls. They look at women competing for a single man on The Bachelor to marry him and say like, oh, this is somehow a real situation because, and of course it's not, right? No. But like- uh, I can look at the interactions that exist between the women and I can look at the interactions that exist between whoever the bachelor is and this other individual woman and take some sort of thing out of it. But here's what I think they take. And here, here's what, here's my real point. The point is you can look at reality television and if the, and if the network is telling you that it is reality television, you can look at those people and say, well, at least my life isn't that bad. Yeah. Right. And therefore it makes you comfortable because you're not as crazy. You're not as insane. You don't have these kind of delusions of the fact that like love is going to take place over, you know, you're going to find someone get married over what, a, a month, two months, a, a whatever. Five, a five minute segment on the television show. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like love. Ha and, and I think even further, let me go even further. I'm getting, I'm getting up on a no, oh, it's yeah. soapbox it, episode. We're, okay? we're a mile high right now. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> I think it I think also this This is the right? tallest soapbox of all time. <laughs> I think it just further reinforces the notion of falling in love. You're I'm, doing you're doing air quotes I'm for doing, the for the listeners at home. I'm Ben's doing, doing air quotes. I'm doing scare quotes because this is a trope that has been used by Hollywood and television over and over for decades, right? That there is this one singular moment in your life when you quote unquote fall in love. But you know what the problem with that is? life continues. Yeah. Right. Keep, like, like, yeah, yeah. You, you would get that to that point And then, yeah, that's not like it's over. Then. And then the problem is people will continue to look for that same moment in their partner again and again, when in fact it may never, ever happen again. Right. 
It's, uh, it's sad to think about. I don't think it's sad to think about. <laughs> I think it's realistic to think about. Yeah, yeah. Right? But like, life's not... Like, like, but that's like, reality. And in fact, this goes back to network, right? This is what Max, William Holden, is saying. Like, it's not just this, right? Like, we are human beings. Like, we need, you know, if we want to grow together... Okay, let's let's talk about something that you brought up in class last week. All right. Uh, which is that what 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 are television stations selling? They're selling us. They're selling the eyes of their viewers... And they don't care how they get those eyes, as long as they're getting them, and they can they can get money, they can sell advertising to us, like that's what matters. And it doesn't matter that 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 like we're we're we we, we like have lives outside of television. They want our lives to only be television. You brought up the point earlier that people like still watch eight hours of television a day on average. Yeah, American audiences, I believe, at still to this day, watch on average like eight hours of television per day. Yeah, that's crazy. And so our lives are television because because right. because it's all we're watching. No one's hiking. No one's like going out and like picking flowers or running through a field or something. Well, right? I, let's be fair. I think people are doing that. Yeah, but but not... I, but I think also what what our dear listeners should be aware of is that when I say people are watching eight hours of television, you're probably thinking. I'm not sitting down on a couch in front of a, a, a piece of furniture, which is a television, and watching, you know, Cheers or something with my family. <laughs> no. But are you watching on a smartphone? You watching on your laptop? You watching Netflix? Like, YouTube, that's YouTube still, Netflix. YouTube, that's still television, right? It's You're consuming. Television. Like, like <laughs> literally the definition of the term. So while the distribution methods have changed... Like television itself, televised content has really not. And so, and so people are always saying like, oh, like Netflix is killing television. It's killing what you think of as traditional tele- like network television, maybe. Right. False. I mean, Netflix it's is basically just another network. Yeah, it is. It's trying to cut into, of course, it's trying to cut into the CBS, the NBC, and all those other channels, really, that are vying for your eyeballs. Yeah. It's it's just another distribution platform so that they can sell they can they can and and now they're not selling advertising they're selling their service. But see that's the difference between so to your earlier point which you I think you nicely summarized <laughs> Dallas Smythe's audience commodity thesis there and that's go. very good. Uh um but I think that you know Netflix is different because it's a pay per view really yeah. right yeah. it's just it's like just, a, it's a premium on you know and you pay a subscription service right it's a, you and subscribe it, to netflix it's going away from holding other people's programs to making its own programs and i think that like in 10 15 years we're going to see netflix only it the only thing you can get on netflix is netflix originals content yeah i mean we're and like and like all nine seasons of friends Unless they can negotiate, <laughs> yeah, unless they can negotiate licenses with the other content providers. Yeah, right? but so I to, think that that's less important to them now. Maybe, although we're going to see what happens. I mean, we could also talk about, I mean, maybe it's a good time to talk about the broader kind of economics of the media system because that's what Network got at and all this stuff. But um, yes, uh, I think that's what's happening now is you're just going to get pay per access, right? So like yeah. Disney is going to start its own Netflix service. Yeah. So there's no more Disney on Hulu or Netflix or anything else. Well, didn't Disney just buy Hulu? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, Hulu is a joint venture between three different companies, and I don't think Disney's in there. I, I think. Well, didn't they just buy Fox? N- no. They bought Fo- some part of Fox. There are discussions of that, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh no, that happened. How did you miss that? Well, part of it was the 21st Century Fox. No, Disney bought like a large tr- portion of Fox. That that happened. Right, the entertainment section of Fox. I, I believe they now own the major share in Hulu. 
that will they, look- no, they actually could because if they did, if 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 that deal went through, um, then yes, they would have owned because they would have taken over 21st Century Fox's share of Hulu. Uh, Hulu. You're right. Um, so also, by the way, just so the listeners are aware, we're like two months ahead in recording schedule. So like this month, this when we're recording this, it's like February, and you're probably gonna hear this in like. April doesn't, doesn't matter. So, <laughs> but just in you know case what? things have changed, <laughs> they'll they'll still appreciate the USA Women's Hockey Olympic reference. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> go go US! Uh, I feel bad for the Finnish. They uh, they got their butts kicked. <laughs> sorry, well sorry to our Canadian listeners as well. Oh yeah, sore subject. Yeah, um, we actually have some Canadian listeners. Hello. Yes, I know we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, should we uh, should we watch the trailer for the week? I think we've. Yeah. Should we climb down from this mile-high tower of soapboxes? Well, this is how it all works, Joey. All right. That's how the world works. All right. We're, we're going to watch we're... a trailer for something, <laughs> and we're yeah. going to come back. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. We're back. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so in the spirit, so we should just tell people, in the spirit of our discussion today, we decided to watch a trailer for an upcoming reality television show. And what was the name uh, of that show, Joey? It was Florida Bama Shore. No, 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 no. Flora Bama. Oh, Flor- I'm, I don't care. <laughs> it's a portmanteau Flor- of Florida. Flor- and- Flora Bama Shore. So basically the trailer, so this is a new MTV. Oh, God. Uh, or is this a new season? Is it already out? It looks like it's already out. Okay, so a new season of Floribama Shore. I think this is the first season, though. Okay. Yeah, it So is. the idea is that... MTV, it's on MTV. Yeah, so the idea is that you had Jersey Shore with all of the cast of characters like... Uh, Snooki. Wow and Snooki. The only one I know is Snooki. And uh, the, the situation. Oh, I didn't know Yeah, the, the situation. I mean, my favorite thing like to come out of that was the uh, South Park episode where Snooki was like a monster <laughs> and was like eating me. <laughs> anyway. So... Um, We've already dealt with the Jersey Shore, and now we just moved down south. And we're just going to get trashier. That's like It's literally like, how trashy can we get reality television? I think, I, it seems to me like there are equal levels of trashiness. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it basically looks like the same show, right? Fights, it does. It looks, it, it, drinking. Most of the show is just like, like, H- like attractive people in bars. Are they really attractive? Well, I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, Floribama they're, listeners. <laughs> they're, they're all like, they're all muscular. They're all, they're, they're, they're all fit. They're all very concerned with their appearance. Yeah, they're all fit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, <laughs> there <you> they, go. <laughs> that's a better way to put it. You're right. <laughs> they're very just very concerned people about people that are concerned about their appearance, and they're they're making out and they're drinking. And someone brought up a Wiccan, and then some girl ran into the room and grabbed the Jesus candle, and that's just <laughs> clearly scripted. It. Uh, Do you think that's? I don't know if that's scripted. I I don't want it to not be scripted. You know what? I think that this seems like a true reality show. It no, that's not true at all. You know what? It's funny because I look at this and like I see certainly this is more. I'm not going to say relatable, but I'm going to say that this is more believable than The Bachelor. I you know what? Yeah, you're right. I think this is more believable than like Fear Factor. Um, I don't have never consumed Fear Factor. I just like no people never eat cockroaches. Consumed cock- Fear Factor. I, I, people, people just eat, eat cockroaches, right? Yeah, it's like the whole show. Yeah, and tr- yeah. This show is just young. It's just debauchery. The television show, and you know what? And here is the most annoying thing. I'm, I like, I just want to. I, I, I it's, it does look entertaining, right? Like you want to watch people just like be debaucherous and be idiots and like. It's spring break all uh, year round. It's just, yeah, it's just disgusting, and I hate that like. 
you're vaguely intrigued by it. Sounds like you don't have you don't like to have fun, Joey. Uh, I'm a I'm an anti I'm I'm staunchly <laughs> against fun. I'm taking the stand now, Joey Lovato. Uh, anti-fun. So are are you fun hashtag Team Ben or Team anti fun hashtag Team, <laughs> team Joey? Uh, vote him. Oh my god. <laughs> I yes. don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna win that one, but we'll see. Team not fun, Joey. All right, everyone. I don't. You know what? Cast your votes. Cast, cast your votes. Cast your votes. Well, it'll be on Twitter and Facebook and whatever. Um, well, are we, do, I don't, I don't want to say anything more about Flor, Flor, Floribama. The Floribama shore? Floribama shore. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I think we just let it sit there. I don't even want to let it sit there. Just, ugh, ugh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a shower. All right, well, here's what I think we should do for next week. So I think since we spent uh, an episode talking about TV, maybe we should come back next week and we should talk about maybe specific television programs. Yeah, because we talked a lot about like, like the industry, but we didn't say like my favorite television show is this, and you're not going to find out until next week, listeners. <laughs> yeah, so it, it can be either favorite or let's do like a what do you want to do? Like top, yeah, influential, top, top, top few. We'll figure it out. Top post three to five ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, next week. Uh, and oh, also, uh, I think this is a good idea, and we talked about this before the episode started, which is we're going to watch the first episode of a show we've never seen, just kind of blind. That's right. So that'll be the recommendation. So we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do a list, a rank order next week. But our recommendation to each other will be watch a show you haven't seen before. Like yeah, something that's new, something something new, right. uh, and 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 just just to watch the first episode and see if it's interesting. If you want to continue watching it, or if you're not intrigued enough, or how you feel about it. So we'll uh, we'll go there next week. Um, yeah, and I think that that's that was a, that was a good <laughs> good discussion. Definitely soapboxy there. So uh, next week, hopefully, we can talk a little bit more about the specifics of media. But uh, I've, I'm, I've been Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Residual Culture. Yep, and there you'll find also the, the rest of the social media. The Instagram contact and Twitter. Them. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and what else? And you, can, oh. you can email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. That's right. And our music today comes, it's Finder by People With Bodies. Yep. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I've been Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. Get into it. See ya. Autumn is-